This is Disney Forever. Welcome to our perpetual Disney movie investigation podcast. I'm Void and I'm here with my co-host Katie who has amazing pull quotes like this. Not for this one because it's a silent movie. You can't pull a quote from a silent movie. It's not silent, but okay, I see what you're saying. Um, Today's feature presentation is Steamboat Willie, which is why Katie has no pull quote for us today. No, I don't. (laughs) Okay. Um, So as we always like to start, what even is it? What is Steamboat Willie? Uh, We felt like we needed to do this one because this is kind of the Disney film that started it all. It's black and white it's like seven ish minutes but technically it's a disney feature film because that's what a feature film was at the time um so seven minutes is all you get and it has mickey mouse it has pete it has minnie mouse it's the first true premiere of like mickey and minnie mouse which is why it's super notable and the other claim to fame with steamboat willie is that it's one of the first cartoons to feature a fully post-produced soundtrack that's synchronized to the film so what that means is it wasn't a silent movie and almost all the movies at the time were silent and it also wasn't a live band accompanying it. It was just like something they recorded and then they played back with the film. And this was one of the earliest films to do that, which is why it was huge at the time. So Steamboat Willie was literally the most popular cartoon of its time. And that is kind of amazing based on what we had to watch to review this one. Don't you think? Yeah. It doesn't hold up well, that's for, that's for sure. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. So this might be a shorter episode because it's only seven-minute feature. But what are your high-level thoughts about this one? Um, well, like you said, it was Mickey Mouse's debut. Like, this was his first movie ever. And so when anyone says the phrase, like, it all started with a mouse, they're referencing this. I put seven minutes of questionable masterpiece. That's Questionable. Very. Yeah, with, with quotes around it. Um... But I mean, in 1928, like this was like the greatest thing anyone had ever seen. So it makes sense. It just doesn't hold up well now. No. And it's a I mean, it is a huge technical leap for its time. Like it has that going for it. But rewatching it, this this is just like rough. It does not hold up well at all. Um, The one thing that I will say is that Mickey's design has remained like impressively consistent for like 90 years now. It's not that different in 1928 than it is right now. And that is so impressive from a design standpoint. Yeah, they've kept him relatively looking the same. Same with Minnie Mouse. Like, Minnie Mouse pretty much looks the same. I mean, they've made a few changes to the way that she looks, but everything's pretty much the same. So yeah, like the core character design is there. I mean, they've made them, Mm -hmm. they've brought them up to like modern, you know, animation and cartoon standards and made them more cartoony and friendly and approachable. But like the main design elements are there in 1928, which is, it's kind of remarkable that it's still there all that time ago. So moments, moments to call out in this one. Again, it's a short film, but does Mickey kill a parrot? This is the most important question. I remember you sending me this text message when you watched it the first time. Well, I thought but, that he did. He like he throws a, a bucket on it and then it's still alive. But then at the end, he like throws a thing at it and knocks it out the window into the river and then it drowns. And I think he killed a parrot. I'm pretty sure Mickey Mouse kills a parrot in this movie. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you because we do not know whether or not this parrot survived getting hit by a bucket the second time. So he killed a parrot. He did. He he does a lot of questionable things to animals in this movie. There's he force feeds a cow so that he can load it onto the steamboat and then like yeah, they start playing turkey in the straw and 
it turns animals into instruments. Like, they, I just made some notes about some of the things he does to animals. He swings a cat above his head, and then he throws it. And then he yanks on a goose's neck and plays it like a bagpipe. He pulls a bunch of piglet tails before he kicks them off of their mother that they were feeding on and then plays on her stomach. And then he, like, plays a cow's teeth as some kind of xylophone. I, Katie, did the <laughs> yes. animal cruelty work for you in this? Because it did not work for me at all. Um, well, obviously, no, because there was some weird stuff, like, going on. Like, the cat abuse, I did not appreciate at all. And then, apparently, if a cow eats music, it automatically becomes a music box. It does. Like, I mean, this is a fact. Everybody knows this. Oh, my bad. Apparently, I wasn't up to date on, like, and what happens Only in to 1928. Cows. It doesn't oh, happen okay. anymore. Okay. Um, but the pig thing, like, I couldn't tell whether the pig was, like, making music or it was crying out in pain. Yeah. Because yeah. also its facial expression was very, like, what are you doing? Why are you touching me? Kind of, like, screaming. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the animals were enjoying being played like musical instruments. Um, yeah. And then it brings up the question of, like, because Mickey is a mouse. Like, he is a mouse. And then uh, Pete is a cat. And Minnie is also a mouse. But apparently they're intelligent animals. And that all the other animals are not... I don't know where that line exists in this universe because even in modern day, like Mickey owns a dog, right? Like he yes. owns Pluto, but he's friends with Goofy and both of them are dogs. And I don't know why one is like a pet and essentially a slave to Mickey. And one is just like his buddy that he goes and hangs out with. What? Why? Like, where's the line here, Katie? Yeah, I've had these questions my whole life, and it doesn't seem like they're getting answered. Okay, so it's whatever they feel like in the moment. Yeah, pretty much, and not great. No. Like, there's a whole lot of, like, weird animal things going on. And also, did you notice that when he played the cow's teeth like a xylophone, all of a sudden the cow was, like, three times its size that it was, like, five minutes before that? Yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff like that, or things don't really match up with how they would in the real world they were still getting the hang of it the hang of cartoons and perspective and things um Minnie Mouse is in this and they like pick her up with a hook but they hook her by her underwear like why I I don't I don't I don't know so like she's supposed to meet them on the boat but the boat leaves before she gets there and she's like running after it so Mickey sends the hook over and the hook all of a sudden is like has some sort of consciousness or something because it lifts her skirt up, hooks her by the underwear, puts her on the boat, unhooks itself, and then puts her skirt down, which I guess I appreciate because it puts her skirt down. But at the same time, like, why did it have to hook her by her underwear? Yeah, like, why give us, like, an upskirt shot of Minnie Mouse and then at the very end, like, gently put it back down, like, after you focused on it? It was weird. There's a lot of weird stuff in this. It has aged poorly. It is of its time. I don't think I don't think we have anything much more to say about the agedness of it. Like it just it doesn't hold up. Like it, it's from 1928. I don't know what I expected, but in hindsight, I guess this. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, 
I mean, it's great that, like, we had the option of being able to watch, like, the first ever animated feature film that Disney ever put out, which is really cool. But at the same time, you're just kind of like, this is 1928. We're making some questionable choices here. Yeah, they are. And now I'm kind of more interested to look at the movies from, like, the 30s and the 40s and some of the early 50s stuff just to see how far they made it in not that many years, right? This is 1928, and a lot more of their animated features come out in the 30s. So it's not like it takes very long time before they start iterating on it. Um, And I don't know if we're going to count all of these, like, shorts that they did in the 30s, because a lot of them are, like, you know, five minutes or ten minute things. I don't know if we're going to count all of them as feature films, but Steamboat Willie we wanted to call out just because it's the one that started it all. Um, But I am interested to go back to some of those, like, earliest Disney animated movies and just see how much progress they made in, like, ten years or twenty years and how far they came. I mean, you'll see a lot with, like, because right after this, you get the uh, Silly Symphonies, which is, like, a collection of a lot of different short films um, that are all animated between being black and white and being in color over, you know, a short period of time. And then Dumbo comes out not too long after Pinocchio and um, Bambi. And Dumbo is, like, when they went from a specific type of animation to this, like, crazy most beautiful animation and it's considered one of disney's like their best animated film even though it doesn't really hold up but the animation itself makes it the best film okay so and like it didn't take very long like those were coming out in are those movies from the 40s um i can't remember exactly when dumbo came out it came out after snow white though because snow white was really released in 39 okay so yeah we'll have to I'm I'm excited to get into all of that, but I felt like this Steamboat Willie was one that we wanted for context before we w- went and started getting into those like true classics that everyone still remembers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Okay, so before we wrap up this movie, we always like to do the bad, and then we end with the good. So the bad that I called out here, the uh, chewing tobacco, it was gross. It was like a really gross scene, and also chewing tobacco is bad. Minnie Mouse's upskirt with the hook was very strange and uncalled for, and I didn't appreciate it. And I also didn't appreciate the casual animal cruelty in Steamboat Willie. Those are my big things, but it was only seven minutes, so I feel like that's enough to call out. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Anything else from you? That I mean, it's only seven minutes. I don't know. Did I cover it all? Yeah, that pretty much covers all of the bad things that happened in this. Okay. So, the good. What do you have for the good? Uh, the good, it's a, like we had called out before, it's a technical achievement. Um, it was Mickey's first movie, so that's really exciting. And this is really what broke Disney into uh, this area. So like into animation, animating films and stuff like that. That's This is where it all started. Yeah, so. it put Disney on the map for sure. Um, okay, uh, if you guys want to support the podcast, there's not a way to do it yet, but there will be soon, I think. We're, walk- we're working on setting something up. Um, don't forget, around the network, there's a bunch of podcasts. There's Geek2, there's the Geek2Geek Geek podcast, which I'm on. There's Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, which Katie is on. There's Dragon Quest FM. There's Sometimes Rob. There's all sorts of podcasts. We have streamers like Troidal and Capsule J. We have the Geekery blog where Austin and 13th Story and Data Error write about all sorts of geekery things. If you want to find any of that, you can go to geek2geekmedia.com. Or if you want it delivered to you, you can go to geek2geekmedia.com slash subscribe and get it sent right to you. Um, because Katie and I are on other podcasts where we dive deep into our geekery, we do a really quick high level thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs middle type of geekery on this show. So Katie, what have you been up to in the last week from a high level? 
Um, well, some new K-pop albums came out, which I went down and picked up because I had pre-ordered them. So I got Astro's new album called Blue Flame, and it was amazing. So thumbs up for that one. Um, I got both versions, and they were both beautiful. Um, and then I picked up Wavy's new album, which is this, like, technically they, they're a Chinese pop band, but they're part of a, like, Korean company. It's really weird and confusing. Um, but they released a new album called Take Me to the Moon, which was really, really good. So thumbs up for that one. Still doing my Lucifer rewatch. We had some thumbs middle because season three is not going well. <laughs> As you get closer to the end, it's not really great. And that's where they got canceled was it season three. So it makes sense that it wasn't that great. Um, and then I watched the Melon Music Awards, which is a like Korean um, Korean pop uh, music award show that they showed live on YouTube, so I was able to watch it. But the only problem is, is that because there's a 16-hour time difference between here and Korea, I had to watch it between 2 a.m. and 6 a.m. You stayed up in the late. Middle. You were devoted yeah, to that one. Well, I mean, I was really excited because it was the first time I was going to get to watch it. And then also, like, a lot of the groups that I really like were performing, which was great. And BTS was going to perform, and they won all four of the major awards that they were nominated for. So they won Record of the Year, Song of the Year, Album of the Year, and Artist of the Year. Oh, wow. So, that's awesome. I know yeah. I know you love them. So that's that's sweet that they won all that. Yeah. And it's the first time that one group has won all four in the same show like in this at the same time usually like somebody else will win one of those other awards but they won all four which was great and then they did a 37 minute performance which was insane but amazing cool very cool um i'm still like playing games trying to get towards the end of the year here for our geek to geek end of the year episode where we do like best games of the year and then we do like best of the rest so there were a couple games that i was trying to check out before we get to that episode recording so i played death stranding in the last week i didn't beat it but i played like 10 hours of it it gets a thumbs middle thumbs mixed from me because it's weird i don't know it's a kojima game which if you know kojima that means something to you and if not don't worry about it but it's it it's by somebody who is like an auteur and he really just took it and ran with it and he didn't have any editors or budget and it shows like that it the game goes weird places so it's mixed for me um pokemon sword and shield gets a thumbs up it's a really solid pokemon game if you're in the mood for a pokemon game it's easy to recommend and then game pass i just grabbed game pass for xbox one and game pass is really sweet because you just sign up for it and then suddenly it's like here's like 150 games install whatever ones you want and play them whenever you want so that was really cool too dang yeah yeah it's awesome um you guys can find us all over the internet. Our email address is non-existent yet, but Katie's working on it. And same with our Twitter. We'll have those soon. Yep. And then you can also talk to us in real time by joining our Slack workspace or our Discord server, which we include invite links for those somewhere. Yep, you can find those somewhere. You can go to geek 2 geekmediacom and all of the stuff is there. Um, I blog at agreenmushroom.com and you can find me at grnmushroom. That's green mushroom without the E's on Twitter. And I'm super active on both Twitter and Instagram, and you can follow me at Lady Catherine P. And I talk about cats, coffee, and K-pop and stuff. You know, <laughs> stuff. Yeah, stuff. This has been the Disney Forever Podcast with Katie and Void. We'll be back next week as long as Disney keeps making content, which that can't be forever, right? Ah, uh, keep dreaming forever. Mm-hmm.